Welcome to the Colonial Church STA podcast. The vision of Colonial Church is to build an exciting, vibrant, Bible-based church right here in the heart of St. Augustine, Florida. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this message. First Kings chapter 8 is where I've been preaching lately from. It started when we dedicated our new facility to the Lord and we looked at the way King Solomon dedicated the temple. And I love it because it's this picture, it's this parallel that we get in Scripture that King Solomon dedicated the temple, the splendor of the temple and the majesty of the temple and how incredible it was that there was finally going to be a place for God to dwell and for him to be able to to be next to his people, near his people in a beautiful house. And I just love that we can take that parallel even further when it comes to spiritually speaking, our lives are dedicated lives. Our lives are the type of lives that we can dedicate to the Lord. So it's not just about buildings that obviously house what God is doing, but it's our lives that are dedicated to Him. Can I get an amen in church? So 1 Kings chapter 8, I want to draw on another parallel tonight or look at something else that happened when King Solomon dedicated the temple. And remember, to dedicate means to set apart, to assign purpose, to to set apart, to consecrate towards a holy purpose or a higher calling. But something else happens here in 1 Kings chapter 8. And it says this, Then Solomon assembled the elders of Israel and all the heads of the tribes, the leaders of the fathers' houses of the people of Israel before King Solomon in Jerusalem, to bring up the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord out of the city of David, which is Zion. And all the men of Israel assembled to King Solomon at the feast in the month of Ethanim which is the seventh month, and all the elders of Israel came and the priests took up the ark. It's just a special moment, significant. Something incredible is taking place. They're bringing the ark where God resides to the temple. It says, They brought up the ark of the Lord, the tent of the meeting, and all the holy vessels that were in the tent. And the priests and the Levites brought them up. And this is the verse I want to zero in on right now. It says in verse 5, And King Solomon and all the congregation of Israel, everyone who had assembled before him, were with him before the ark. And it says, sacrificing so many sheep and oxen that they could not be counted or numbered. It says they could not count or number or even keep up with how much worship and sacrifice was taking place. And then further along in the same chapter, but look at verse 62. Another example of this type of worship happens. It says, then the king and all of Israel with him offered sacrifice before the Lord. Solomon offered his peace offerings to the Lord, 22,000 oxen and 120,000 sheep. So the king of all the people of Israel dedicated the house of the Lord. The same day, the king consecrated the middle of the court that was before the house of the Lord. For there he offered the burnt offering and the grain offering and the fat pieces of the peace offerings because the bronze altar that was before the Lord, listen to it, was too small to receive the burnt offering and the grain offering and the fat pieces of the peace offering. Too small, the altar that they built to sacrifice and worship before the Lord. There was so much worship and so much sacrifice, the altar couldn't keep up. And so I really want to, Zero in on this tonight. So I want to preach a message tonight. If you're taking notes, you can write this down. If you're not taking notes, you can write this down. The title of the message tonight is this, Dedicated to Worship. Dedicated to Worship. Let's pray. Lord, we just thank you, Father. 
again for the power of your word. As always, Lord, your word, it speaks life to people, Lord. And we just thank you for the opportunity to gather as your people, God, as we live dedicated lives to you, Lord. And we just stop right now, Father, and we dedicate our lives again to you. Lord, we thank you for your presence and your, the way you just call us out, Lord, and give us purpose and give us a holy assignment, Lord. And we just know that sitting here and examining your word and taking everything in, Lord, we know is just part of that, Lord. So we thank you for it, Lord. We thank you for everything you're doing in our church, God. We thank you for colonial kids as they just have a praise party outside, Lord. We thank you for what you're doing in Jesus' name. We all said together, amen. I'm excited about this message tonight because I believe this is actually like DNA type stuff for our church. Dedicated to worship is the title of the message, but we as a church, we are a worship full house. We worship. We're worship led. We lead with worship in our church. We believe there's power in worship. Does anyone else believe there's power in worship? Even from the early days in our church, and can you believe this fall, we're coming up on four years as a church. Four years as a church, but we started off slow as a church. In fact, this fall will be, I think, two years of weekly services. So two years, but right back when we started, I think it was maybe like maybe one, two, maybe three connect groups because we started with a connect group, a Bible study. I think it was maybe three connect groups before Jill and I, we just couldn't take it anymore. We just couldn't take it anymore and we just said, that's enough. No more meetings, no more gatherings as a church. We have to have worship. We have to worship God when we meet together. We have to sing. We need to be the type of church that we read about in Psalm 100. I want to read it to you. In fact, I'd love it if you could write this down first before we read it. Something I want you to write down and meditate on this week. But worship is so much more than just singing songs. Worship is so much more than just singing a song. In fact, it's quite the opposite. So Psalm 100, look at what it says. It says, verse 1, make a joyful Noise to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is good. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Look at verse four. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Enter his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. That doesn't sound very quiet to me. That doesn't sound like a somber, just entering his gates right now. Just coming into his courts right now. It doesn't sound quiet. It doesn't sound like people are just, you know, in the chill zone right now. It says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. That's how you enter God's house. That's how we start worship services in our church. And it goes on, for the Lord is good, his steadfast love endures forever and his faithfulness to all generations. See, I want to preach about worship tonight because it's, it's who we are. It's what we do. It's woven into the fabric of our church, of our very lives. We're dedicated to worship. We're set apart so we can worship God. You're different today because you're in Christ, but therefore you're in Christ to worship God, to be worshiping him with your life. Worship is so much more than just listening to a great song. So much more. And I don't know if you're new to this whole Christianity thing or maybe you're new to our church, but can I just encourage you, we're not really about singing songs here. If you want to hear a song, just go to the amphitheater. But if you want to worship, come to church. 
Something I love to say is this, don't come to church to be entertained, come to church to enter in. That's what worship does. You get, you get to be part of worship so you can enter into the presence of God. You can go through this process, this beautiful, holy process that we read about in the Scriptures, where we go through this portal called worship and we find ourselves in the presence of God. It's powerful and it's wonderful. Man, I'm so grateful that, yeah, we have great music. I'm, I'm grateful that we have great music. Music's great, and that's obviously the mechanism that, that God has given us, melody and sound, and oh, it's just beautiful. But it's so much more than just great music or a song being played. Thank God. I mean, I'm grateful for it, but worship is so much more than just 20 minutes on a Sunday and then a bit of singing at the end. It's so much more than that. Can I just encourage you, don't come into, here, into our church and just think, well, this is just formality. This is just what they do. 20 minutes and then, you know, he eventually gets up there and he prays and then we get on with it. No, it's, it's strategic. We worship God to go into the presence of God and that's how we start this whole thing. That's how we get it going. But I've got news for you tonight. You were meant to live your life worshiping God. You were meant to live your life. Every fabric of your being is supposed to worship God. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. You worship with your life. But you've got to understand the power of worship. And I want our church to always understand the power of worship. Always understand how critical it is to us as believers. Is this preaching tonight? Is anyone, anyone happy with this? Okay. Hey, putting God first is more than just 10%. It's the way you live. You want to worship God? Yeah, returning to God, what's his is... We believe critical. We believe in the power of tithing. But can I just encourage you? We believe in the power of worship, bringing our best to God, bringing our, our lives to God so that God gets the very best of my life. See, that's worship. The very best of my life that encompasses the singing and the worship and the praise and the opportunity to, to, to just open up my life to God. But it's also every other part of my life as well. I'm dedicated to worship God with everything I have. My prayer is that we would be a church that knows how to worship. And I think this is what God wants me to get at with this whole message is I want us to be the type of church that we're a worshipping church. We know the power of worship. We know the power of showing up on a Sunday, not because we're going to hear good music or not because it's going to be a song list that I really like when I play Spotify during the week. No, it's going to be the type of experience where I'm like, man, I've got to go to church. I've got to get to church because I'm going to go into the presence of God. I'm going to go into God's presence and it's in His presence I find healing. It's in His presence I get a word from God. It's in His presence that I, that I understand His promises for my life. That's what worship does. And it's powerful. So point number one tonight is this. We are made to worship God. We are made to worship God, spirit to spirit, to worship Him. It's what you were created to do. Maybe you've never heard that before. Maybe you've never heard a preacher or a pastor say that to you before, but I'm saying to you, you were designed, you were made, God created you, the, the very you, everything about you to worship Him, spirit to spirit. We were made to worship. He created you and He created me to be people that worship. Worship is supposed to be done in the presence of God. You know, the English word for, for sacrifice because if you look at worship in the Old Testament, it was all based around the sacrifice system. And if you look at the English word, it doesn't really do it justice. The word sacrifice to us in the English, it sort of seems like maybe we're giving something up. 
you know, we're sacrificing something. I understand what that means. But the, the, the better word, if you look at the Hebrew, is this word korban. If you want to write it down, K-O-R-B-A-N. But listen to what that word actually means. It speaks to an offering versus sacrifice, more of an offering. It actually means to draw close with an offering, to personally connect through the offering, for intimacy to take place through the offering, through my worship. A heartfelt relationship is what it's designed to do. I'd love it if you could write this down, but this is a big point tonight. But worship brings me close to God. Worship brings me closer to God. I make a move when I worship. I make a move. I move from where I am to somewhere else, and it's the presence of God. It's somewhere where I wasn't before. I make a move when I worship God. Worship moves me in, and I move when I worship. Worship is a pursuit of God, a drawing of myself towards my heavenly Father. That's why that word Corban is so important to understand. Because when I bring myself and I offer myself and I worship God, I'm actually drawing myself into Him as I worship Him. That's why in church we have worship leaders in church. We don't have people up here just gigging. But when you think about it, you can get up here with all the gifts and talents in the world. You can have the greatest voice. But if you don't know how to lead the church into the presence of God, you have no right being up here. And we are, the, we are the type of church, we, are, we want to have worship leaders, not people that can just sing well, not people that can just play well. We want to have people that can actually take you and me into the presence of God, usher us into the presence of God, take us to a place. I don't know if you've ever watched my wife do it, but she's got this attitude about it. She's like a dog at a bone. She just has to take people into the presence of God. She can't handle it. Because we were made to worship. We were made to go into the presence of God. You are naturally and absolutely spiritually supposed to be in the presence of God. We want worship leaders that help us encounter the presence of God. Take us into a place. You know, I remember just my own worship experience, my own revelation of worship. I remember going, and you've heard me talk about this before, walking into church for the first time, seeing people with their hands raised, thinking they're crazy. Man, somebody get the crazy bus for these people because they got to go. Why have they got their hands raised? But as I went on this journey, this unfolding revelation that God took me on, and I began to understand the Scriptures and why people do this. But this surrender is so important. This surrender when it comes to worship is so critical. And what I began to realize is I would have moments in worship where I would surrender and surrender a little more and surrender a little more was I realized that this is exactly what I'm supposed to do with my life. I realized that actually this is the most natural thing I can do because this is what I was designed to do. I am made to worship God. Point number two, we are made to sacrifice to God. So we're made to worship God, but we're made to sacrifice to God as well. See, in the Old Testament, God would use this mechanism of sacrifice as a way to draw His people to Him. Because what would you do with a sacrifice? You'd bring it to God. You'd bring it to his dwelling place. You'd bring it to his tent. You'd bring it to the temple. But he would do it because he wanted to teach his people, depend on me, worship me, sacrifice to me, but ultimately to depend on me. So you can't have these two apart. Worship and sacrifice, they go hand in hand. Worship and sacrifice, they go hand in hand. 
In the Old Testament, there's five, there were five different types of offerings. Five different types of sacrifice. There was the grain offering, the sin offering, the peace offering, the burnt offering, and the trespass offering. Three of those were voluntary, two were mandatory. And the reason was because there was an exchange that took place, but they all required some form of sacrifice from God's people. Some form of bringing an offering to God. Something that would take place, a sacrifice to God, bringing something to Him. See, this is the thing about our lives today is we are still, spiritually speaking, supposed to do that. Bring our offering of praise. Bring our, ourselves to God and worship Him. But we are made to sacrifice to God. It's something that He has designed us to be able to do. See, I love this example we see in the building of the temple that it wasn't just about a building. It says that they were worshipping and they were sacrificing. It was an opportunity for God's people. I want to read that, that same scripture in the message translation. Look at what it says. King Solomon and the entire congregation of Israel, this is 1 Kings chapter 8, were there at the chest. And it says, worshipping and sacrificing. There's those two words. Worshipping and sacrificing huge numbers of sheep and cattle. So many that no one could keep track. I just think it's incredible that they were just worshipping so much. They were sacrificing so much that whoever may have been uh, taking count was just like, you know what, I, just, I, I can't do it anymore. You guys are just bring in too much. There's just too much sacrifice. There's too much worship. There's too much extravagance to this worship. I can't even keep up anymore. But that's what we're supposed to do with our lives. Every area of our lives, extravagant worship in size and in devotion to God. See, I want my life to look like this. I want my very life to look like this. Everywhere you look in my life, dedicated to worship dedicated life to God, sacrificing to Jesus. Every area of my life has this like lean towards God. You look, the way I raise my kids, the way I, I, I interact with my wife, my marriage, my workplace, my interaction with people. We were made to worship. Every area. Something else I'd love for you to write down is this. I just wrote it down. I think it could help you. I was created to depend on God all the days of my life. And worship and sacrifice is part of me developing that dependency on Him. You have a Heavenly Father that actually wants you to depend on Him. We live in a world where the message is be independent. Be independent. Stand on your own two feet. Do your own thing. You don't need anyone looking after you. You should be able to do it on your own. You know it's the opposite in the kingdom of God? God actually wants us to completely depend on Him. Completely. Like no, nothing held back. Nothing held back. Nothing I'm holding on to anymore, but I release it all as I worship and as I sacrifice my life to God. I was created to depend totally on God. So as I sing, as I lift my hands, you know, I love the posture of worship because as we lift our hands, it's the universal sign for surrender. What do you do when someone wants you to surrender? You lift your hands up. Say, I've got nothing for you. This is it. Like, here I am. I'm open. You know what's cool about this as well is when you lift both hands up, and I can't do it right now. But as, if you, as you lift both hands up, you're completely exposed. You think about that for a moment. And I don't know how you stand in church, but you may stand in church like this. Worshiping God today. 
I'm loving Jesus today. And I know it's a natural picture. I know it's a natural picture. But you think about this picture. This spiritual picture right here, God has all access. He can come right in. He can come and get me. He can come and find me. I'm open for whatever God wants to do. I bring my life as a sacrifice to Him because of what Jesus has done for me. My life is in Christ, whose sacrifice carries everything for me, and my response to that is to worship. Go to Hebrews chapter 13. If you've got your Bibles, open to Hebrews in chapter 13. But the author of Hebrews lays out for, for the Jewish people. He says this, says, So Jesus also suffered, this is verse 12, suffered outside the gate in order to sanctify the people through his own blood. This is speaking of sacrifice. This is speaking of worship and sacrifice. Therefore, let us go to him outside the camp and bear the reproach that he endured. In other words, aligning yourself with what Jesus has done for you. And then it goes on, he says, For we have no lasting city, but we seek the city that is to come. And he says in verse 15, Through him let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of lips that acknowledge his name. Do not neglect to do good and share what you have, for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. Can I just encourage you today? As you align your life with Jesus, as you align your life with with the Son of God who paid for your sins and for my sins, we align ourselves with His sacrifice. As we praise Jesus, we are aligning Himself with the price that He paid. We didn't have to pay the price, but we get to align ourselves with it and worship God through it. It's powerful. It's a powerful way to live your life. Have you ever had this thought in worship, you just feel like you're completely undone? You ever had that, that experience in worship where you just feel completely leveled? Where you're just like, ah, oh, just, I'm just unpacking it all right now. I'm just letting it go. I've had so many moments in worship where I just, I come into the presence of God and I just feel like I just drop it all. You know, that's exactly what you're supposed to do because God is already taking care of all that weight. He's already paid the price and I just get to drop it in worship. I love it. I just drop it all. I leave it there. And I'm undone in the presence of God. That's worship and that's sacrifice. And it's so much more than singing songs. So much more than singing songs. I wonder what sacrificial worship looks like to you. I wonder what it would take for you to enter into that realm of sacrificial worship. Where it actually costs you something. Where it actually requires something of you. It requires you to go to a deeper level and to go to a deeper level, there's a cost. You've got to let go of something. You've got to drop something. I just love the picture when it comes to even just Old Testament sacrifice, an ordinary everyday person bringing their sacrifice to God, whether they're leading the animal or they carry it, but they bring it and then they just leave it. I thought that was really good preaching. I'm just going to do that again. They get it in their hands And they go to the temple to sacrifice and worship and they leave it there. That's exactly what we're supposed to do with our lives, with whatever we're carrying, with with whatever we've got going on. Pick it up, take it to church, get in the presence of God and leave it. Move on. I thought that was great preaching. Well, we lay it down. 
We offer ourselves up to God and whatever we're carrying and we just lay it down. Sacrifice. Worship. We present ourselves in worship to God and our spirits connect with Him. In Romans 12 and verse 1, it says this, as Paul talks to the church in Rome, he says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by the testing, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Point number three is this. We are made to surrender to God. So we're made to worship God, designed, created, formed to be that way, supposed to connect with God spirit to spirit. We are made to sacrifice to God, extravagant sacrifice, worship. And three, we are made to surrender to God. Surrender to Him. So you can't have these three, you can't have just one of these three things. Worship, sacrifice and surrender. They all go together. You can't minus one out. You can't have two or three or one of the three. You've got to have all of them. We are made to surrender to God as well. I was made to be able to surrender everything I have, everything that is in me to God. Philippians 3, verse 2 says, Look out for the dogs. Look out for the evildoers. Look out for those who mutilate the flesh. It says, For we are the circumcision who worship by the Spirit of God and glory in Christ Jesus and put no confidence in the flesh. What is Paul saying? Don't rely on yourself. Don't rely on what you have. Don't rely on your intellect. Don't rely on maybe your experience. Can I just encourage you? Your experience is great because with it, God can give you wisdom. God can give you understanding and knowledge, which is powerful in the hands of God. But can I just encourage you? All that doesn't matter. You You were designed to surrender it all to God for you to be completely His and for you to be the type of person in worship who just surrenders every single time. And I don't know about you, but I've developed this lifestyle pattern over my life where I've just figured out once I get into the presence of God, once I'm there and I'm worshipping, I just let it all go. Surrender my life. Leave it. And just allow God to soak into me and me soak into the presence of God for things to just change in a moment. You know, you can have the biggest breakthroughs in worship. You can have the biggest spiritual breakthroughs in worship and the power and the the key to it all, friend, is surrender. You can't truly worship God if you're still holding on to Him. Does that make sense? You can't really worship God totally if you're still hanging on to something. Surrender says, it's yours. Surrender says, I can't do it anymore. Just take it from me. It's yours. I can't do it anymore. I can't do it. It's my strength, my, my experience, my intellect. It all counts for nothing. I surrender to you, God. And that's when God comes in. That's when God has full reign. That's when we stop holding on and God has full access to our lives. And now we worship our lives with our lives as an offering to God. See, I don't know about you, but I'm grateful that we don't need that Old Testament sacrifice system anymore. Now it's about our lives as an offering to God. Now it's about our lives being offered up to God in sacrifice and surrender. I mean, could you imagine the picture of the temple? Hundreds of thousands of sheep, oxen. I mean, it would have been just something to behold. 
extravagant worship, just extravagant worship. People that didn't understand would have just been like, what are you doing? Why would you go that far? Why would you surrender that much? Why would you sacrifice that much? But what they don't understand is how great God is. What they don't understand is how amazing Jesus is. Romans 12 and verse 1 through 2. I want to read it in the message and this is how I'll finish. But Paul, in in this particular letter, he gives us the clue. He gives us the, the answer, sorry. He says, place your life before God. Here's what I want you to do. God helping you take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, walking around life and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing that you can do for Him. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what He wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings the best out of you, develops well-formed maturity in you. I don't know about you, but that sounds like a life of worship right there. That sounds like the type of worship that we can all live. Come on, let's give God some praise in church this morning. This is what we're going to do right now. I'd love it if you could stand. But I believe that there's a God in heaven who's with us tonight and He's ready to take that ordinary everyday life. That walk that we have, that journey that we're all on, our different challenges, our different circumstances, our different frustrations, our our wins, our losses. He wants to take it all and He'll receive it as an offering. He'll receive it from me. He'll receive it from you. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to worship. We left a little bit extra time tonight because I believe that every single person here, myself included, that every time we worship God, every time we surrender to God, every time we sacrifice to God, we can go to a deeper level. Does anyone else believe that in here tonight? That there's no end to this whole deal. There's no end to it. You can't get to the depths. You can't find the bottom when it comes to God. We can just keep going and keep going. So I want us tonight, as we worship God, to just go a little bit deeper. So I don't know what that looks like for you. If you want to come down the front, if you want to come down the front, just worship here. I want you to do it. If you want to be be in the situation maybe where you've never raised your hand, maybe tonight is your night to say, you know what, I'm, I'm doing away. My sacrifice tonight, my surrender tonight is I don't care what other people think. I'm going to worship God. I'm going to raise my hands in church. So if that's you tonight, I just want you to go to that deeper level. So as we pray, we're going to start singing. The team's going to lead us. Why don't you just begin right now to ask the Holy Spirit what this means to you. For you, your circumstance, where you're at. Someone, let's pray. Lord, we just thank you. We thank you, Lord, that we can sacrifice and we can surrender to you. All because of Jesus. The Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world was the perfect sacrifice for me the perfect sacrifice for all of us, Lord. So right now, God, help us 
encounter You, Father. Help us go towards You in a deeper way, spiritually speaking, Lord. Help us go to a deeper level, Lord. We're open, we're willing, we want to, Father. So I just pray right now, Lord, for people's hearts, Lord, wherever they're at, God, I just pray in Jesus' Name and through the power of the Holy Spirit right now, Lord, that You would help us go to a deeper level, Lord. In these moments that we have, Lord, we're not thinking about anything else. We're not thinking about what we might be carrying right now, Lord, but we put it down. We surrender and we sacrifice to You in Jesus' Name. Come on, church, let's worship. Come on. We hope you got something out of that message. We would really love to connect with you. Why not join us at church on Sundays or connect with us at colonialchurch.life. We would also love it if you could hit the subscribe button, maybe leave a comment for us or a review to really help us move the ministry of Colonial forward. In Jesus' name, God bless you.